it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson, and everyone, welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure to have you hanging with us tonight. Hey, you know, we just asked you to put down that football game. If you've been a regular listener to Ron Real Radio, you know the real action doesn't start until the second half, and we're usually off the air by then. So go ahead and do that. I think we put together a show for you tonight that you're going to find entertaining and also informative. Let me just give you a little rundown of what's going to be happening. Wayne Cotto, he is the uh, California director of the Coastal Conservation Association, the CCA. He'll be with us to update just what the association is doing here in California. So we'll want to listen closely to that. And then later on in the 6 o'clock hour, Captain Marcus Medek, he'll be with us from the new Loan long-range sports fishing. He'll be talking uh, to us about some of the bluefin fishing we've had off the coast. And Marcos has a special announcement to make that I think you guys are going to find interesting. And then later on, we're going to have John Campbell. He is the director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby. Yeah, that's not that far around the corner. And then he is also the director and head judge of the San Diego Parade of Lights. And so we're going to find out all about that happening, too. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. First of all, fresh back from his trip on the uh, Independence. Also, he is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good freshwater and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Howdy, John. Howdy, everybody. Well, it's good to be back, and and I'll tell you a little bit about it a little later on, but nothing but fun. Well, it sounds like you had an epic trick. You kind of teased us a little bit last week when we were talking about the independence, so I look forward to getting some more detail because, hey, uh, uh, you had a type of a trip that all the guys that almost as soon as they came off the dock, they wanted to re-up for next year. Well, pretty much I think we're full. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for next year's trip already, and uh, and I've, I'm going to share a bunch of little tricks and little things that we know that we that'll help. If you're going to go long range, um, some of the things that uh, we've learned over the years will help you. So Sounds I'll share that like, a little later on. 
Sounds good, Stan. Hey, also, the other co-host of Rod and Real Radio, she is the national sales manager for Iserline and represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She's a great outdoor sportsman in her own right. Ms. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Well, that is good. <laughs> Have you been on any adventures in the past week? <laughs> I'm actually in your neck of the woods, sort of. I'm over at Harris. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Not a bad deal at all, Wendy. Uh, have you partaken of the buffet over there yet, or are you just going over there to take their money? No, actually, my mom and my daughter are going to go to the buffet. I'm on a six-week diet that I can't eat that stuff, so I'm just going to sit on the radio while they eat. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad to have you aboard, and I'm glad uh, uh, Rod and Real Radio was able to take you away from the temptation, plus the fact <laughs> That uh, I understand that you're on a program, too, and you're shedding a couple of pounds. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Hard time of the year to do it, so you are indeed a trooper. <laughs> hey, guys, let's get on with our first guest. And, Wendy, if you will, will you introduce our first guest to our listening audience? Um, which guest is our first guest? <laughs> 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 I know there are just so many of them. Uh, hey, uh, let me do this. He is the director of the uh, Coastal Conservation Association, the California director here uh, in the California area, Mr. Wayne Cotto. Wayne, how you doing, sir? How's everybody doing out there, man? I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Well, that's all right, even though we don't know what order we're, you're having you in. <laughs> you're first up, Wayne. Thanks a lot for coming aboard. Oh, it's him. Not a problem. Oh, it's him. <laughs> it's only the guy anyway. that you, you talk to about five or six times a week and that you probably see, you know, a few <laughs> times a month. Times a day. <laughs> you know, this guy, Wayne, he is the hardest working guy. And for all of us recreational anglers out there, you need when you see him, you need to thank him because he's doing a great job. He's working his butt off. Thank you. Appreciate well, that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think we, you know, seeing how Wayne has been in the industry for so long, I know I've dealt with him and you've dealt with him, uh, Wendy and Stan. I know you fished with him. You know what a bulldog he is once he gets on to a particular program, and we had no doubt that with the, the CCA he was going to take it head on and he was going to make this thing work, get it moving out here, and indeed he is. Wayne, just quickly, for people that have been just uh, living in a cave for the past two years or just coming out from under a rock, tell us a little bit about the CCA, what their mission statement is, especially how it pertains to us here in California. Coastal Conservation Association of California, we are fishing advocacy group. We represent the saltwater angler. And we, we represent you to make sure that not only do we keep our fisheries open and you have access to it, that, but we have a sustainable sport to make sure that the future of fishing for recreational angling is available. That's our, that's our mission. We make sure that we, we not only take care of the advocacy side, but we also make sure that we're looking at the future for artificial reef programs, the fishing hatchery program, and youth programs. And the reason for that is, again, sustainability. Uh, if you just have one or two of those parts without the other pieces, it doesn't make sense. 
one people, you know, go away and you still don't, you won't have fishing in the future. So that's what we're yeah, trying to switch for right now. And one of the things also, besides having the CCA California component, we need members. We need people uh, who fish, who don't fish, who are into conservation, into fishing, to sign up and become a member. Because as members, we're stronger. Absolutely. The whole point behind how CCA works versus other groups, we're all about the grassroots network. So we believe in having a large base of members that are active in participating in all of the different events that we are going to uh, try to accomplish, whether that is basically having memberships and fundraisers or attending government meetings, lobbying when we need it, but also participating in our conservation efforts like artificial reef programs, the, the hatchery program with Hub World Research Institute, or, or any of our youth events. Uh, we're, we're trying to diversify out and grow and we need members to help participate to do those at programs. You know, Wayne, uh, uh, just to uh, give people an idea, obviously those people that have been around sports fishing for a long time have seen a lot of groups uh, uh, claiming to work in behalf. Some of them have done some good work. You know, others, you know, we don't know what they've done one way or the other. There's been a lot of money contributed to them. But the CCA comes along and you guys have a little backing behind you that none of these other groups have ever had. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have a really, really strong state board of directors, which includes people like Wendy. Uh, the powerhouses in the industry, all the leaders of all the major companies out there in, in California. And with that comes the network. We have people that are associated with IGFA and ASA, and uh, NMMA, all of the associations that are so strong in our industry. So with that and with our, our parents, the uh, Coastal Conservation Association National Organization, we already come equipped with full-time lobbyists in Washington, D.C. So on a federal level, we are already in a better position than any regional start startup group will ever be in California, including United Anglers, who we kind of replaced, you know, for us. And we're going to take over not just Southern California, but all of California, because all of the issues that we run into are for the state. It's for all of us uh, recreational anglers. It's not just for Southern California or Northern California. So we, we come with a lot more uh, horsepower right off the bat and networking. So that gives you a lot more um, uh, influence, at least at the national level starting out, with a, we have 120,000 members nationally backing us up in CCA. So, again, the grassroots of the national organization will help us in the long run. We need to build our share of that chapter, you know, in California now. now when, and not when, only that, John, yes. um, when, it, when, we, when we're just now starting artificial reefs, and once we get going, um, we also have another organization called Building Conservation Trust, and and, Wayne, you might want to explain a little bit about that. So on the national level, we have CCA National. What they did is they set up a trust on the side that they can go and get special funding specifically for artificial reef programs. And if you look up to our national website at joincca.org, you can go to a link to the Building Conservation Trust, and you will see the hundreds of artificial reefs that CCA has been working towards all around all the coastline 
excluding California at this point. So they have been able to find uh, funding, shared partnerships, and other sponsorships to help fund reefing around the United States, and they have been very, very successful with it. So that's what we're looking to try to uh, parlay into in California if we could ever get an artificial reef program going again here in California. Is is this on hold? Because I know... Uh... There is some question right now with the improvements that will be starting at the Shelter Island Launch Ramp here at the end of January. There's going to be a whole lot of rock that's going to be available when they take out that breakwater that used to form the marina. Now, we uh, uh, heard from the, uh, the lead engineer from the port, uh, Bill Melton, that they will try and use as much of that rock as they can. And so one would think hey, why don't you just take it, since it's already in the water, and move it somewhere off the coast, like Imperial Beach, where we have a flat bottom, and let's make a a, a structure there. But unfortunately, it's not that easy, is it, uh, Wayne? Absolutely not. What we did is, when we first heard about the project with uh, the Port of San Diego, we went to them and talked to them about it, and then we went to the Department of Fish and Wildlife and asked them, if we could get a permit to go forward with dropping rock off our coastline down here in San Diego, whether it was Imperial Beach or going out to the Yukon site and supplementing it with a, with a small relief a reef. Um, and CDFW said, absolutely not. All artificial reef projects in California are on hold for right now. And this was a year ago now, or a little over a year. And we've been struggling with this, trying to figure out how to get forward, uh, move the project forward. Unfortunately, we are not going to be able to use that rock. Um, the liability, if we try to store it someplace and can't use it, is too great for, the, for its cost. But what we have done is we've worked with our Department of Fish and Wildlife, and Wendy and I have gone up there and had meetings with them, and we have a, uh, a group started that we are forming stakeholder work groups and trying to push artificial reef studies forward. So what we're going to do next year, early next year, is hold stakeholder meetings up and down the coast, and we're going to take lead on making sure this gets moving forward, put the requirements together for the scientific review, get that all agreed upon, and then we can release people to go do the reviews of all 150 reefs in California. Once we get that done, we can do the reviews on everything, lessons learned, and then build a fisheries management plan and a network of reefs plan going forward, and that will be the baseline to say this is how we plan to study every reef, how we want to monitor them, and then, and then move forward building more reefs. But until we get that scientific baseline study done, they won't let us do anything else. So we are taking point on pushing that process forward because right now nobody can put a reef in the water in California. Wow. Well, yeah. is, there any, is there any reasoning to that that you're aware of, or do they not want this just as a splinter project without it being part of an overall plan for uh, uh, fisheries here? I, I think it's been long in coming. Again, there's 150 reefs on the books right now with the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Some of those reefs were, um, back in the day, could have been tires dropped in the water, there's boats that have sunk, been sunk. There's reefs that have been built out of quarry rock, all these different substrates. There were uh, reefs that were built out of uh, leftover concrete uh, from uh, highway projects. Right. The question is, is what is the proper way to do the reef? What's working? What doesn't work? So 
us having to help with the, the review of the reefs will give them that baseline to say, okay, this is good and this is bad. Now, on Department of Fish and Wildlife's website, their very own website, we can go all the way back to the 50s, and the quarry rock, which is what we're talking about, that substrate that, that, that's around the Shelter Island jetty, yes. is the number one natural substrate. Guaranteed, nobody can question that that substrate is great. So that's why we were like, you've got to be kidding me. How come we can't use it on this one instance? Why are you putting this on hold? And we're going to end up putting all this rock into a landfill. But you can understand their, their point of set the baseline, let's come up with a real plan that we can all agree upon that is the true way to do it instead of just piecemealing reefs up and down the coast, which isn't really yeah. a network. So I, I get trying- it. It's frustrating for us, but if, if we can accomplish this goal, then in the long run it's better off for California because we will have a full plan for networking of reefs in California that we can all then just go find uh, money to execute building the reefs over time. Right, and one of the, the things too, John, yes, is um, some of those reefs could be silted over, and you know, no longer there. Um, some of them, um, you know, they want like Wayne touched on briefly is they want to see they don't want just arbitrary reefs all over the place. They want to see if they can create a network, like they created a network with the MLPAs. All right, so they want to create a, a network with the artificial reefs. And as uh, Mr. Milton told us on the radio, uh, the amount of time it would take for them to get a permit to use that rock would probably so drastically hold up that project. And right now, it is scheduled to go the first day after the Bay Bass Tournament ends. So uh, it's uh, a project that's been long overdue. Uh, You know, the price of it has actually grown by leaps and bounds over what it was officially you know, cost it out, out a few years ago. So right now, in this particular case, we're looking at the priority to get that Shelter Island launch ramp uh, renovated and get it going again and just cut out any further delays. Hey, Wayne, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way we can get you to stay over for a little bit longer? No problem. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540. Stan Vandenberg's with me tonight. So is the beautiful Wendy Tushahara. And we've got Wayne Cotto with us, the California Director for the uh, Coastal Conservation Association of California. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east maine at el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el cajon 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio. I, <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, welcome back to Rod and Real Radio, everyone. Uh, Wendy and Stan are with us tonight, and our First guest for the evening, Wayne Cotto. He's the California director for the Coastal Conservation Association. Wayne, just a couple of questions. And, and Wendy, you had one that you wanted to ask about a specific species and what the association is doing with regards to helping replenish that particular population. Yes. Um, actually, we, you know, just like our white sea bass program, um, with the hatchery program with Hub Sea World, we are now going to start a program with halibut, and we just had a trip where we went out and caught the broodstock. So, Wayne, if you'd like to explain. Yeah, neat. Yeah, uh, what we did is we uh, partnered up with Hub Sea World Research Institute, and they have that full hatchery program up and down the coast. We surveyed all of our recreational anglers through the shows this year, and overwhelmingly California halibut came up as the next species they would like to see come out of the hatchery program. So we are working with the Dick Lob Fisheries and Replenishment Program uh, to try to start that next species. So we put a group of anglers together, all CCA members, and the Hub Sea World scientists, and we all went out on the uh, Mission Bell out of Point Loma, and we went out looking for broodstock. And on that trip, one-day trip, uh, we were out there fishing with uh, Captain Ron Baker, 
Yeah. Um, and we ended up pulling up uh, and, and bringing home 12 halibut and one white, and juvenile white sea bass. So a very successful day to help with the Broodstock program to jumpstart it. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, the hubs actually started that the halibut research a little while back um, along with the white sea bass. Uh, oh, gosh, this is, I can't remember exactly when the last time I was down or when I was down there watching. But they had, they had gone into a little bit of the research on how that halibut uh, could be reproduced and, and put it into the wild, and it's been a long time coming. So this is pretty good. You know, they've come to the point where they know what they're doing, and, and now we can really make a difference. That's, look what's happened with the white sea bass. I mean, that was phenomenal. Exactly. This will be good because the, the, the great part about it is, is that uh, in, in conjunction with our artificial reef idea and program, you know, we're thinking, why can't we jumpstart the, the, uh, the reefs that are going to be put in in the future? If we can make all of these things go together, it's a fully um, sustainable event of fishing now where you could actually uh, jumpstart the reef with halibut and then keep replenishing the halibut also and, you know, make all your, over, or your um, half-day and three-quarter-day trips out of it, you know? Sure. I think it's just a win-win. And then that, this just, if we can get this to go... Who's to say we can't work on other species and keep going, you know? You know, Wayne, so that, uh, where'd those halibut go? And The halibut, and, and the halibut estimation... are from San Diego, and they're in the uh, Mission Bay facility right now. Okay. And uh, how long do you think it takes between the time that the halibut spawn and the time that they think they can be successfully released back into the wild? Any, any idea well, on that? Well, we're still a little ahead of that curve. What we're working on is the Broodstock program because we can't wait to the last minute to start the program. Um, a lot of the fish that we caught were juvenile, so they're not mature enough to spawn yet, uh, and we're going to have to supplement them with a few more. We, we got about probably half of what they really wanted, um, but this was our first run at it. Um, after that, we still have to go through our uh, Fish and Game Commission and the fish, uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife for approval before we can release. So we got to work through the program still. But well, it's, it's so far so good because of the White Sea Bass program has such a good track record, so we know the rule or the template, let's say, of how to get through the process. But we got to start working on it now. Hey, Wayne, on a, another matter, uh, a petition to declare the Pacific bluefin tuna as a threatened species has been uh, successfully sent over to the... Um, National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration, NOAA, for uh, possible further review and scientific input. Uh, uh, are you aware of that situation? And uh, uh, I'm going to imagine that the CCA is going to be uh, pretty much involved with that. We have been on board with that from the beginning, ever since the Center of Biological Diversity actually filed that petition back in July of this year. Uh, they filed that petition with National Marine Fisheries Service, which works for NOAA. And what happens is they had 90 days, the uh, National Marine Fisheries had 90 days to review the petition to see if it had enough merit for further review. After 90 days in October, they did come back and said it had enough merit for review. And so the clock starts ticking now from one year from the original petition date, which was July. So July of next year, they will have to make either say it goes on to the Endangered Species Act list or, or not. And they don't have to come up with an excuse why not to add it. Um, 
But right now we are working with our, our partners in Washington uh, and at NIMS and NOAA to try to make sure that recreational anglers don't get cut out on this one because all the science right now shows that the spawning ground for our Pacific tuna are in Japan. They come, they come towards our shores, and they're feeding and growing. And in the last two years, we've seen a, a phenomenal growth uh, and catch rate of Pacific bluefin. But the science so far has shown that the fish, even though they hit maturity within that five years, three to five years, they're mature and they're at that 100 to 130 pounds, but they're not spawning here. And that's what they're finding right now. The science is backing what we're saying. So, and the percentage of fish that we catch on the recreational side alone doesn't even scratch the total number of what's caught on the commercial side. So we shouldn't be penalized. In fact, we should be rewarded for the conservation efforts that we've already done by taking our catch rates down to two per recreational angler. We've already done more than our share of conservation of Pacific bluefin, and yet now they want to take it and make it an endangered species and cut us out altogether. And there's no science to prove that that's going to make any difference in the overall catch when it's actually the commercial fleet and it's not in U.S. waters. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, so I, I know what they're trying to do, but they're doing it at the wrong level. If they really just put all of these efforts in the international front with the IATTC or the Western Pacific Tuna Council and push the international level of conservation, that would be a more effective uh, remedy to conservation of Pacific bluefin. And that's why we're like, how can you keep blaming us? I know we're, the, we're easy targets, but if you're really serious about the conservation of Pacific bluefin, you're spinning your wheels in the wrong place. You know, it seems like they're bunching it together, like with Mediterranean bluefin, which I think we will all agree uh, has been overfished. I mean, my gosh, uh, uh, you know, we hear stories of, of people going out and catching uh, three- and four-pound uh, Mediterranean bluefin, and I find that hard to comprehend. Yet there could still be, there isn't even that much research out there. We may have a resident population of them, Offer local banks, and, uh, you know, the example of that is that we're still catching bluefin off the Tanner Bank, which we'll be talking about later on tonight. But since uh, 2014, our local banks have uh, seemed like hell bluefin tuna for the entire season. Absolutely. Uh, just so you know, um, there is a tagging study that was done in Japan and they tagged juvenile bluefin that were in the 5 to 8 inch size. Now, they tagged them with these ex internal and external tags. Those fish are now starting to show up on our coast. Uh, Buzz Brizantine actually got one of those tagged fish this last, uh, this last summer. So if we're, we're going to put up a post here uh, up on our site, our, our website, and our uh, Facebook page, um, and we're going to put out what that tag looks like. There's actually a reward for those tags. If there's an external tag, it's $5. But if you find one with the internal tag, that's $250. And where is that internal tag located? Uh, because uh, On of, the belly. It's under on, the belly. On the belly. So, you know, if, if I get one of those fish like they're catching right now in the 60 to 130-pound range, I'm not uh, necessarily taking that boy home and, and slicing him up. I'm sending him over to 
uh, one of the fish processors like Five Star or uh, Sportsman Seafood. Uh, are, are the processors looking for these tags, yeah, too, will, that you're aware of? Yeah, they will see the tags. They'll okay. see the tags. But you're the one that should be able to, you'll see the tag hanging outside of the fish. Okay. And right off the bat, if you weigh the fish and measure the fish and turn the tags in, you're the one that gets the reward. Yeah, and two guys they will be able that. to then tell you exactly all the statistics on that fish, where it's been, how long it's been, you know, where, where it came from. I know two guys that have actually caught tagged fish this year and said they turned it in for good money, which was pretty cool after they uh, identified the tag that, that was on there. They actually had to call Fish and Game and go, hey, what is this, to find right. out. So Yeah, we were surprised because really they didn't release this info enough out to the public on the California side. But when we were talking to one of the scientists from Monterey, he didn't think that the fish were here yet. And so when we were talking to Buzz, and Buzz goes, I got one of those fish already. We're like, oh, a little late to that party. You guys don't realize how fast those fish swam. So, and they're outside. They're, they're 60 pounds and above already. Wow. And how old do you think the fish was, uh, Wayne? Do you know? Uh, if it's, if it's uh, 60 pounds, it's right around three years old now. Okay. And they've been tagging for a few years in Japan. So, Boy, that's a lot of swimming, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wayne, before we let you go, uh, does the CCA, I know they've had some great events down here in San Diego, and they've had some great events in Orange County when it's come to fundraising. Do you have any events that are in the planning stages and know when they are? And then tell us, how can we get aboard with what the CCA is doing? Uh, you can always join, our, join us on our website at ccacalifornia.org or like us on Facebook at CCA of Cal. Um, right now, the, we're going to go with our normal events uh, for the spring. We have the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Magazine Festival in February. We'll be doing the Fred Hall shows in March. Uh, we'll be doing uh, L.A. fundraiser in May. Uh, those are the ones that we know for sure right now. We'll be doing other fundraisers, but the dates haven't been set yet. Um, just so you know, the 2016 calendars are out by Bill Varney, and CCA is doing monthly drawings out of those calendars. So that would be a great for your listeners to go get those because we have some really great prizes lined up. Um, and we are doing a kayak tournament. Uh, it's a kayak uh, uh, Battle of the Bays tournament for kayakers. We'll be doing one in Mission Bay out of uh, Fastlane Kayaks in May 6th, and we'll be doing one out of Sandy, uh, Santa Monica Bay out of uh, King Harbor, and that'll be June 10th of next year. So that just look for more uh, details on that coming up. All right. And, Wayne, if we want to find out uh, more about the, uh, the CCA, uh, what they're doing, uh, find out how we can get a hold of membership forms, get our membership in, what happens with the monies, uh, how's the best way to do that? Always go to our website. All the info's up there. It's ccacalifornia.org. All right, Wayne. Hey, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us to clue our listeners in on just what is happening in their behalf when it comes to the CCA, but better yet, how they can also participate in this process so we can all help ourselves when it comes to sports fishing in the future. Oh, it looks like we lost him. Yeah, sounds like we lost him. All right, guys. Hey, let's take a break right now. Uh, you're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM540. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come. 
Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovid Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at one 800 If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Well, last week uh, we had Captain Paul Strausser on from uh, Independence uh, Sports Fishing talking about the boat, the scheduled trips for this year, and kind of alluding a little bit to the last trip that uh, the boat was on. But our guy Stan Vandenberg, he was there with Jeff Du Bois. He made uh, one of those first trips, and Stan has just been glowing since he got back, and Stan, why don't you give us a little update on, uh, uh, give us an outline on the trip that you went on and how successful it was. Happy to do that, and I'll tell you a little bit about some of the product things that we utilize that really make a difference. While we were on our way, we got to be the first trip of the year to go down to uh, Clarion Island and fish the the buffer zone down there. Um, one of the other boats had gone out and looked at the hurricane bank and uh, had a fairly successful trip to start with out there, but uh, had to turn around and burn because of one of the hurricanes coming up the line there. But we knew that the bigger fish had been around because they'd been catching them in, in Cabo already, and up on the lower banks we'd seen the Indy came back, and, and Danny Munn from 
uh, Melton's had a three, I think it was 328. Good job on his part, the biggest fish he's ever caught. And um, uh, that kind of was what we were looking for when we started out there. I'd taken all my gear and got it ready. Um, Dave Rocky at uh, Rocky's Real Service had called me and said, hey, bring a couple of your reels down. He wanted me to test drive some new uh, thrust bearings that he wanted to put in a reel, which, by the way, Dave, they worked absolutely phenomenal. I uh, got smoked on a couple of long runs on them, but everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to, and good job from him from on his part. Um, I do a little different uh, trip when I run my charters. Um, I get a lot of the industry people to give us product, which really helps out. I, got, I have to say thank you to Honeywell for some new Extra Tough boots. Uh, extra Tough are the boots that most of the, uh, they're, they're actually, the choice of the fleet, both the crews and that run the boats and the passengers alike, wear them uh, both for safety and protection. And uh, they provided new some of the new boots, and the, especially the short ones that uh, Honeywell has put out onto the market. They're more of a um, sport fit boot rather than the tall one. They're a short little boot, and they're made. They make them for hot weather. Uh, we were going down into hot weather, obviously, when you get down there. And i got to tell you, they worked absolutely great. I mean, they're uh, sport fit boots. you got to buy one or two sizes bigger than your normal uh, shoe size, I would suggest. Um, uh, try them on before you, you go. But they were very cool and real comfortable. The guys ended up wearing them all day long, and they still sat down to dinner with them on a lot of the times. They were so comfortable, including me. I was surprised. So. Um, that was how one dry, new how thing dry did they keep your feet, Stan? Really utilize, uh, when we were going down, we had uh, Jim at uh, Leadmasters give us uh, Wahoo. I call it Wahoo fixes. Uh, just the heads for your Wahoo lures and the the foils that you need to, to put on there along with the catchy tackle. I uh, gave us some heads and the foils to uh, make their baits with. And, and uh, Ballyhood, we had some some of their heads also. So we have a, a contest on the way down because it's four days travel. Um, on the second day, I get everybody together for arts and crafts, and everybody has to make their own personal Wahoo bait. Uh, and not too kinky, titanium wire is provided uh, for everybody there with 65-pound wire. Uh, we crimp that up. You can tie it, but it's better. It's easier to crimp it real quick. And they have to make their own Wahoo bomb, and then uh, usually we'll slide bites on the way. You go by Alejos Rocks, and uh, they don't get the guys that are, that make the lures don't get to uh, troll. I, I do that with my buddy Jeff Larson. He helps run the trip, and we had Dick Schaefer on, who's another uh, tackle shop owner, and and he's run a bunch of trips. So the three of us we trolled until uh, the guys got the Wahoo. We got a Wahoo going, and then everybody has to throw the their own Wahoo bomb that they just made, and the first guy to hang uh, a Wahoo and get it on the boat gets about a $1,000 rod meal combo uh, made while our, this one was uh, uh, an HX uh, from Avet, um, and then uh, we had the rod uh, provided by Wade over there at Cousins Tackle, and, and uh, Maxima gave us the braided line to put on the reel, so... The guy that actually ended up with the rod is from uh, Northern California. He's a UPS driver, uh, Johnny Bartholomew. We just call him Johnny Sandbar. Uh, ended up with the, the Wahoo stick. But um, the colors, if you're going down there, 
pink and purple, or purple and pink, let's put it that way, or that orange and black was probably the best um, for your while. And green on the colors, bombs were great. We had a guy that came on the boat with us. He's a tugboat captain named Pat Miller, and um, he's got his own bomb that, that that they like so much on the Indy that they 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 purchased 500 of them. Um, new bomb. I think probably it's a little heavier, comes through the water better. They got a four and a, he's got a four and a half and six ounce uh, bomb. You'll see those probably in the upcoming future at the tackle shop, but they work really well. Um, that was our, the first part of our trip. When we got down to the island, we really started fishing for these bigger fish. You need you need two rods. You need something in the two by four arena. I think that's the best rod for a hundred pound out there. Um, and uh, and at least then the like an, if you got an an Avet HXW, um, they make a three speed now. The two speed is a must, uh, or something bigger in the thirties. The Okuma um, reels work really well, also. Um, but you need one for for hundred, and then your next rod should have. I really like that OSP rod that Seeker makes. The, even they've got a two by four in that same realm, and they've got a new quad X rod or a five by that they make. It's, uh, I think it's rated one hundred to three hundred on the on the ratings on the rod. You need one of those. Don't ever think that you need the or the rod that's going to be too stiff because everything gets put on the rail nowadays. That's the way the fish. Uh, when you when you hang that big fish, you definitely need the rod that has enough power and will recoil to help you put that fish uh, up to or bring it up to the surface. Without that, I watched guys struggle for hours and hours on end um, with the wrong rod. And, you know, even if they've got a good reel, it just takes them forever. And the fish aren't, you know, you get it up and you go, well, that was, you were looking for a monster and it wasn't that big. So prepare ahead of time. Make sure you've got the right rod and reel combo for uh, going down there. Once we got down there, there's a trick you have to have. You have to make bait. Uh, every night that's part of the deal because you're in uh, a territory where the, you don't see sardines, so you're looking for one of the mackerel that's, in the, that's down on the island outside there. Um, the tube mackerel is the one. They call them chewillies if you're in Cabo San Lucas. But the trick to catching them, we found, or the best um, way to catch them, Sabiki makes uh one of their sabiki rigs, and you've got to have it's a little tiny hook. It's a size 8 hook, and it's called the speckled shrimp. Uh, they have a speckled shrimp with the glow hooks. All you need is the glow beads. They, apparently the red crab spawns in the arena down there, so they have one that has uh, kind of a red. It looks more like a trout fly than it does something you don't normally fish for mackerel with, but that is... The tool you want to have if you're going to go down to Clarion. So if you're going to go down there, go in your tackle shop, get a hold of one, get a sabiki rod so you can put it in, just reel it up into the rod and use it every every night when you're down there. You want what they call the SB403. That is in a size eight. I know it's a small hook, but they eat that mini or that little small red crab fry that's down there, and that will get you fish on the deck where everybody else is doing a lot of work for nothing. Um, but we've learned over the period of time, if you're catching the standard mackerel, their regular sabiki rigs um, work really well, the rainbow skin or the uh, the little skin feathers that they have in, uh, 
and you'll have six flies on those. If you're fishing for that bigger mackerel, you only want two flies on because you don't want to <laughs> too many of those things flipping around down below get everybody tangled up. But we had, uh, we had pretty decent bait fishing once we figured out what to use, and that was the key. And uh, the fish down there ran anywhere from, we had, if you got the school tunas on one end of the island, there was that 80 to, or 60 to 100 pounds. And then once you got kind of going with that uh, bigger fish and we were hunting, you kind of have to hunt and find where they are, the fish ran anywhere from 100 and our big fish was 252 with uh, David Echevera doing the big job on that one. And uh, Pat Miller, the guy with uh, the new Wahoo bait called the Who Hammer, um, he had a 230-something pounder, and we had another gentleman came in behind him with another 211 or something in that realm. That uh, We had several up there in the 200 pounds, and a lot of that 140 to 190-pound fishes, which is pretty standard for the, the arena down there. Um, make sure you've got the right hooks. A lot of guys complain because their fish were coming up. I'm a real fan, and I can't tell you how much this makes a difference, of that Gamagatsu Nautilus hook. I don't like the rings. Keep keep the, the hook as light as you can, so it's a smaller diameter around the circumference hook, a lighter wire. It stays in the fish. I was even using the J hooks. I used We used because we didn't have, when we got down there, we had a lot of sardines, but they were small. So I went down to a 4 aught Gamagatsu heavy duty, and didn't lose. I didn't have any breakage, no bend outs, no nothing. There's, I've never had a problem with that. And I had my little trick was they make a blue hook, and I used the the Gamagatsu blue heavy duty J hook, and you collar hook that bait so it's riding on his back. And it, as he got away from it, I think because that they have a blue dots on their side, that little blue hook didn't do him any any, any harm for sure. But I had way more fish than I needed. Um, I never had a problem getting a bite, that's for sure. Um, but I think that was one of the little tricks that made a big difference. So if you're looking for the bigger hooks, they're Nautilus hooks. They stay in the fish. They don't fall out. They don't bend. They don't break. And we had lots of problems with other fish or other uh, other hooks that didn't want to, let's say, stay. But i got to thank the people that really made the difference on our trips. Um Avet with reels to give away, uh, Honeywell boots for everybody. Uh, Okuma gave us uh, a rod, one of their um, uh, real new rail rods, uh, along with the, uh, the Avet reel, and uh, the first tune over 100 pounds gets that, and that was uh, that was won by Bob Riddle, a Northern California guy that works for the farming industry, and uh, thankfully he, he got to use it again and again after he wanted down there. Gamagatsu gave us hooks. Uh, that we used on the fish down Maxima for uh, mono and fluorocarbon, Ballyhood, the cowbell. If you don't own a cowbell, be sure you have one if you're going down there. That um, orange and black is hard to beat. They they ate it very well. Uh, the purples, uh, any of the purple colors work well. If you're in open water, I'd get a Dorado color. And the big one is, it, it gets bit, guys. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Leadmasters, thanks. Jim for uh, the Wahoo uh, bomb heads and the tape for making our uh, our custom baits. Booyah gave us shorts and T-shirts. Thanks, Kevin. Cousins Rod with a Wahoo stick. Uh, thank you, Wade. And he get I got to try out a new eight-foot jig stick that they that they uh, 
put out, and it worked phenomenal too. So kudos from them, um, the Cousins Rods. APCO, Greg and the guys there, shorts and visors and sun buffs that everybody got a chance to utilize, and everybody that got one of those loved them. Fritch Works also for some T-shirts. Soul Sun Guard is probably one of the most uh, necessary products down there. One of the deckhands, he goes, I'm Irish, and i got to have something. And he goes, I am so sold on this. I'm in the, in the sun every day, so I left him extra uh, stuff to, he could utilize in his uh, everyday work. Zip is a nutrient drink that if you're down there sweating and pulling on these fish for the hours that you're doing, you need to replenish the electrolytes and the nutrients in your system. That's all natural products. There's no sugar. It works great. Uh, not too kinky with their 65-pound titanium wires, what we wired up all of our custom-made bonds with. They work great. You can get down to the 30-pound or 35-pound wire also for making your own little hooks um, if, you, if you want to do that. Patty provided iron. Sabiki and the guys from, from uh, Ahi with the Sabiki rigs, we found the ones that work the best in the arena. Thank you so much for that. And their Sabiki rods for giveaways. Uh, Wayne and Kathy Tackle uh, gave us a bunch of uh, troll baits to raffle off, plus the heads to make our custom baits with on the way down. Uh, Tim Balloon Associates gave us a bunch of VMC hooks to test drive. John Collins, that's his favorite favorite hook to use down there, so thanks to Jeremiah. Um, Fish and Fame. Larry over there has just been phenomenal. They've got some new shorts that are extremely comfortable, uh, along with some uh, sweatshirts and, and gear that they gave away on, the, on our trip. And I can't thank him enough for always being a supporter on that. There's a lube that we used to have, and we used to advertise a little bit, called Enox. Well, Enox uh, quit shipping it into California because it was, they had a rate hike and you couldn't afford it anymore. But the people that were making it here in the U.S. came up with that same product and made it a little bit better than what uh, they found for our uses and called Get Some. So get some lube <laughs> from these guys. It will make a difference on your trips. Um, Smitty Bell. Uh, the, Susan Crawford and her husband, John, have taken over that from her, her dad, Smitty, um, on all the Smitty belts. Uh, and they, they come up. You'll see them at the Fred Hall show coming up here in, uh, in March. They've got some new colors that they're going to come out with. They're all of the, along with everything they're doing to upgrade the product and make it better for us. Um, they're also doing a thing where her husband, John, teaches AR. Uh, training for the police department and the um, and the services that in, in Texas. So they are going to give a percentage of all the sales of the Smitty Belts on going to uh, the Freedom Fighters Outdoors, which takes these guys, the wounded warriors that are out there, and teaches them how to fish and trains them and gets them back going into the outdoors where they, if they don't know that they can go back, you've got people that will help. So donations will go from all their belt cells, and I can't tell you how important that is. Um, real speed, everybody knows that if you on the ocean or in freshwater, you've got to have that in your boat or with you just to take care of the bearings and little things that come up that will save your dikes pliers and everything else that they're locked up. Um, can't thank Tim enough for being a, a help with that. And uh, 
Portsmouth Seafood at the docks where Ryan got there. He really helps take care of us, and he's uh, one of the cheapest at the dock for getting your fish done, and I can't thank him all, all of those people for their support. Had a phenomenal trip. Um, we had uh, everybody, almost 100% of the guys went re-signed for next year's trip, and um, I think we're already full for our trip, although I am not going to run the one in November next year. I changed it. We're going to go third day of uh, January till the 17th, so we got 14 days. In January, right after Christmas, we'll be the first boat to run back down there and try to play with them again. All right, Stan. Well, it's, I, I can understand why the uh, the boat is all booked up already uh, with uh, all the sponsors that you have and their generosity. Uh, <clears throat> doesn't make a difference if you catch fish or not. It sounds like it's a great trip. Well, we have a lot of fun. The guys, i got to tell you, it's kind of like uh, when, when I – all of, most of my charters, at least, uh, I get a lot of returns on it, and the the idea is to build a family of, of fishermen that all work to help support each other, make sure that everybody knows what we're doing. We had a young man named Vincent um, that came down from Central California. That uh, Vincent Major, 17 years old, came on with his mother Francis, and um, his mom is there just to help support him. Uh, I asked him to come back and be a part of the family on our trips, and he's he's already signed up. We had another gentleman um, named Victor uh, Karavanovich or something like that <laughs> uh, from uh, Texas. Uh, he was into uh, Safari International and big game hunting. Uh, he moved here from, actually, I think it's, uh, Cambodia or Taiwan over there someplace and quit doing that and wanted he'd seen us on YouTube on Stoked on Fishing and watched the shows and he's from Houston, Texas arena. He calls up and he goes, I want to go on that trip. So we took him out there and he knew nothing. His biggest fish he'd ever caught was something like a grouper in the, in the uh, arena outside of Houston someplace in the ocean. And uh, he had fished to almost uh, a buck 80, buck 90 out there with us and just had a ball. And we asked him to come back, too. He learned so much and had so much fun, it was hard to tell him, no, you can't come back. All right. Well, hey, Stan, we got to take a break because we have gone way over time. But oh, Sorry about that. Congratulations on uh, having a great trip on the uh, Independence. Hey, if you want to find out more about that, uh, Stan's trip, I think Stan runs a blog. He'll have all that information on that that you can read. Hey, we're oh, going to take your PL-68, too. One of the guys uh, that was out there, Andy Baldwin, had eight fish on that PL-68 or some iron dropping them down. So that's something to think about. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have Captain Marcus Medek. He is the owner-operator of the New Luan. He's going to talk a little bit about the bluefin fishing. And then also he's going to have a special announcement to make. So stay tuned. Uh, we're, you're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. You 
can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El CajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Lands End Charters. Lands End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cobble Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Guano Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take it, kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. 
Hey, we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vanberg's here. So is Wendy Tushahara. And I am your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Hey, it is our pleasure to welcome our next guest. He's owner-operator of the New Loan Long-Range Sports Fisher out of uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing, Captain Marcus Medic. Captain Marcus, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, good evening. Thank you, John. Hey, it, you're, uh, Stan and Wendy are also with us. Uh, you know, you know, Marcus, this has just been one heck of a fishing season. You want to tell us uh, uh, a little bit about how you've done, how you see it, and now it's continuing off our uh, Southern California banks. <laughs> well, I'd have to say, I mean, this year the, the incredible thing has been the bluefin fishing that's uh, been going on. I mean, there's been good bluefin fishing to be had since last March, you know, off and on. Bluefin are notoriously uh, unpredictable off and on, but uh, there's been good fishing every month since last March, I'd say, March, all through the summer, and uh, up until just now. But uh, today at Center Bank, fishing for bluefin, sounds like it was an off day here today. Maybe it's finally winding down, I don't know, but that's uh, quite a run, pretty incredible. You know, Marcus, you've been on that fish on a a regular basis since the start of it. You've had a pretty great, um, however your whatever your system is, but you got on it early. You stayed with it all all season long, and you've got a great catch ratio. Uh, Every time you've been out, I think you know you. We always watch (laughs) your your scores. You've done a good job of getting on that fish and staying on it. Uh well, we've been trying our best. It's uh, but they're tricky, and uh, you know, just uh, trying to be persistent and figure out what the what the newest um, program is. You know, the the newest uh, pattern. It, it's been changing a lot. It's been changing a lot lately. Here, it's been pretty crazy. This quick uh, fishing going on at Tanner Bank it's been very different than the normal kind of tuna fishing we do, but it's been working. So we're excited about it. You know, talk a little bit about that because that that fish, you know, on a drift on the tanner, you're a lot of times you're drifting pretty quick, and some guys go out there with the older style of too light a weight, and they don't get it down there to the fish, and they miss the score. Yeah, I mean, we've been some fish have been up on the surface or close to the surface, but the majority of it, it it's been almost dropper loop style fishing a lot yep. of times, especially at night. It's been Fairly heavy sinkers, four to eight ounce sinkers. Uh, either you can even do it like a dropper loop, or put on with a rubber band. Or there's a few different ways you can do it. But it's been down near the bottom. It's been indifferent, you know. Not nothing up on the surface. No fish boiling around or anything like that. It's it's really it's been reminiscent of dropper loop fishing for white sea bass. Is the closest thing I can compare it to. Pretty crazy. You know that's been crazy. Now you've also been uh, making your own bait. So, so typically, uh, as I understand it, you've been running out to San Clemente, making your bait, and then you're not waiting for gray light. As soon as you get out there, you've started fishing. Right. Well, San Clemente, I think there's a little bit of bait there now, but it hasn't been that consistent. So we've, it, it's, it has been tricky out of San Diego. I have to admit, it's not as easy to get squid from there. So we've been. Either going up a day or two ahead of time up to San 
uh, to Catalina to uh, get bait and then coming back down. Or uh, like today, they, uh, the Fortune brought some bait down for them. We made, made our engines ahead of time. So, But, yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, there's been fish caught at all hours of the day. A lot of days it's been much better at night than it has in the daytime. So the sooner you start fishing, the better. You know, if you uh, go out on the new land, what type of uh, gear do you think you should be bringing with you, and uh, uh, how typically uh, should you expect to be rigging up? Well, right now, I would have 50 to 80-pound gear rigged up. Uh, I always like, for bluefin fishing, I like having a uh, fluorocarbon leader, and Whenever we're catching tuna over about 50 pounds, I always recommend circle hooks. Uh, we just lose a lot less fish that way. Um, I like rigging up with a, uh, for the daytime, I've been using those, uh, we've been catching most of them with sliding sinkers, anywhere from one to three ounces. Occasionally with the heavier sinkers, but it's night, it's all been with the heavier, uh, have your sinkers. Uh, depending on how much drift you want to have, torpedo sinkers anywhere from two to eight ounces, just depending on how fast we're drifting. Most of the time it's in three to 400 feet of water or so. and should be able to get down and feel the bottom occasionally. Most of the fish have been down there like uh, the bottom third of the water column. You know, I think it's, it, if, Depending on the wind, because we've had wind, um, you know, your drift can be, instead of a slow thing, it can be pretty quick. I'd, I'd wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate, because of the depth, to bring even, even some bigger weight with you, depending on right. how fast the wind is going. You want to get down to the bottom and reel it back up. Like you were saying, it's dropper loop style fishing. But you got to get it down to where they are, and especially in the morning. Your best shot is, is to get them as you're going across the top of that uh, area down there to get it down to them quick. Yep, exactly. Uh, how about... Uh, uh, we, we can catch a few fish on jigs, too, you know, um, some nights. You know, we I heard the glow-in-the-dark uh, flatfalls flat were right. uh, you know, working we, pretty good. Yep. Uh, you know, honestly, we haven't had any big nights on them, but I know a couple of guys that really good nights on them. Do they have to be glow in the dark of the irons and and the uh, the jigs that you're you're using, or uh, have you found that if you get so. it down there, they eat it? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's a silhouette going there. I I, I always feel better with them being glow in the dark, but we've caught fish all year long on those flat falls here in the dark this year, and I pulled plenty of flat falls out of bluefin mouths that. We're not going the dark ones, so we've got a lot of them that way. But and I do feel with, with, <laughs> with these squid, do they uh, do they have to be alive? Can you use dead squid? And uh, typically, uh, what size hooks are you using on these fish, uh, uh, <clears throat> Marcus? Uh, no, they don't necessarily have to be alive. Uh, the fresher, the better. I think the live ones might work a little bit better, but there's been a lot of them caught on fresh dead squid, even frozen squid in the last few weeks. But, uh, it, you know, once again, reminiscent of, of sea bass fishing, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be live, but the fresher the better if it's not. 
Uh, and as far as the size of the hook, you know, circle hooks, the size varies tremendously based depending on the manufacturer. So anywhere from 4.0 to 6.0, 4.0, 5.0, 3.0, depending on the brand, somewhere in that range. Something like, you know, like a good size sardine hook. Wow. Hey, you know, uh, the fishing has been good out there. Are you planning any further trips uh, out there? Because I know you're actually coming to an end of a pretty long season. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to keep, you know, as long as we keep being able to catch a little bit, we're going to keep trying to run out there. We've got a couple trips scheduled during the week and then uh, next weekend. And I think we're going to kind of take it from there. If we can, we'll uh, keep trying to fish at least until the holidays. We are right after New Year's. I've got we got plans to do our annual maintenance, and we got quite a bit of stuff, uh, quite a bit of work that we have to do to the boat. So we're going to take it offline then. Uh, couple months, and uh, get it all prettied up, and do all the stuff that needs to get done. Well, we're speaking with uh, Captain uh, Marcus uh, Medic from uh, the New Loan Long Range Sports Fishing, talking a little bit about. Bluefin tuna, uh, Marcus. So, I'd, do you have time that you can spend just uh, another segment or so with us? Because uh, I want to talk Absolutely. a little bit more about the Nuluan, and I don't know what the heck got into you, but there's another venture that I think you're going to want to talk about too. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM five forty. Stan, Wendy, and I, and Captain Marcus Medic. He'll be with us after these messages. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. We have with us Captain Marcus Medic, and if you've been living in a cave or something like that, uh, you uh, <laughs> you probably aren't aware, but uh, he is owner-operator of the new Loan out of uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing. And, and uh, Marcus, uh, tell us a little bit about the new Loan for uh, those that are not familiar with it, the type of trips you offer, and uh, um, uh, even a little bit about yourself. Uh, how do you how do you got how you got to be on the boat? All right, uh, why well, you call this uh, long range sport fishing? It's not quite accurate. I, I consider it more of a of a local boat. We do overnight day and a half and two day trips, mainly day and a half trips. Uh, we're fishing within 150 miles or so of San Diego, so that's fairly local for us. Uh, I started in the business here. I, I started working down here in San Diego when I was in high school forever ago. But uh, I spent about 10 years working on uh, the Royal Star for uh, Tim Ekstrom and Randy Sassant. Learned a lot from those guys. And uh, when I was ready to sort of strike out on my own, they helped me uh, buy the new land. So we bought the boat together, and we owned it together for three years. And then... uh, uh, Bought it, uh, or the other half, their half, uh, ten years ago, and I've had it ever since. So that's what I've been doing. That's how I got started, and kind of who I learned from, and uh, I've had a good time ever since. A little well, bit about the boat. It shows in in the way that you you use utilize the boat and how you how you stay on the fish. Uh, <laughs> Because that's not something that everybody has a gift for, but you've got the knowledge and you definitely have the skills, and and it's been it's been working. I mean, I watch the the scores of the boats on a fairly regular basis. We all do that. We're in the industry, but if you're going fishing, one of the people I looked for is, "What are you doing?" <laughs> because you're always on them. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I learned from some really good teachers. You know, there's a lot to look for and. and learned from some good guys and that's helped a lot and then i've got you know the guys that i work with are really good they're good competitive fishermen and and uh we work together real well and you know most hey, of the time it seems like, oh. 
Do you, hey, do you think your bi- biology background has any gives you an advantage at all? Oh heck! <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, no, not really. It, it it's great for conversational people on the boat, and and it maybe it helps understand a little bit. But as far as the fishing goes. It's not quite the same, you know. Uh-huh. Science and, and and fishing, it's it's just you can kind of see it together, but it it doesn't give you the edge that you think it might. It's it, fishing uh-huh. is more of an art. All right, and and about the self, uh, is it uh, open for charter? Is it the open party boat? Uh, and tell us a little bit about the features of the boat, uh, the new Loan. Uh, yeah, we do both. We do open party and charters, both of them. Uh, it's a 65-foot boat, but it's a fairly big 65-footer. We've got a 24-foot 20, beam. Uh, yeah, it's just an open bunk room downstairs. Really comfortable boat to fish on. It's got, for its size, it's got more deck space than I think any other boat down there. So it's our galley is a little bit small, but we make up for it by being really comfortable and efficient. We've got, you know, John, all good I, fish finding gear and stuff, but everybody does nowadays, so that's nothing special. Um, but, Marcus, uh, uh, Wendy has a question. Wendy? No, uh, I've ridden, I've fished with Marcus, and I get seasick. It's the widest boat in the fleet, and I did not get sick at all, and it's just a great fishing boat. It's a fishy boat. It really is. It's 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 a flat out fishing boat. It's built for fishing and it's great for that. It's so that's what it is. Well Marcus uh, now that uh you know the uh, uh the season has been busy as it is and we're all hoping that two thousand seventeen uh, uh is uh the same uh, I guess you just weren't busy enough. So uh you <laughs> You decided to get together with a few of your friends and start on a new adventure. And, and tell us a little bit about this, will you please? Sure. Well, we've, uh, uh, where do I start here? Well, I, I guess I'm going to have to give some credit to uh, Fisherman's Processing, really, for getting the, thing, getting the ball rolling. Um, that's another venture that Tim and Randy were involved in, along with uh, Frank and Sean. And they really, they, they uh, once they got that uh, fish processing thing, they, they started marketing a fair amount to local boats. And uh, it's, it really is uh, the best way to be able to keep your fish for an extended period of time is to get it processed on land and properly vacuum packed. We do a great job playing the fish on the boat, but can't dry the fillets off. We can't vacuum pack them like uh, you can and uh, you just need a bigger facility. It needs to be dry. You just can't do that at sea, not without a factory ship and none of the sport boats are factory ships, so we can't do it the same way. Uh, you know, Filets on the boat are great if you're going to eat them that same week. You know, they're wonderful. But if you're planning on keeping it for a long time, it's just there's there's no substitute for being able to do that. And uh, we had 
at first we were able to get fishermen to really come, and when we had nicer fish that deserved it, you know, a nice big bluefin like we've been catching the last couple of years, a lot of times we were able to get them to do it, but they just, they got so busy, they they, they had to take care of their boats first, and uh, they don't have the capacity to take care of everyone, so uh, Drew... Uh, from the Pacific Queen and Justin Fleck from the Excel, and I decided we might as well get together and uh, and uh, buy a uh, a fish processor so we can kind of control the process and make sure that uh, we have that service available to our customers all the time whenever they want. And uh, just uh, uh, how did this come about, and what did you do? So, uh, actually, the one of the first, well, the first processor that was offering same-day processing for uh, the long-range boats was Five Star, owned by uh, Sarah and Andy Zaraski. And they are looking to get out of the business, or they were looking to get out of the business and sort of retire. And so we thought it was a great opportunity for us to get in there. So we're uh, actually in the process of taking over right now. We should be taking over by mid-January, and uh, it's going to be the same company. Uh, I think they've been doing a great job the whole time they've had it, so we're going to continue doing the same thing. The, the main difference is that we're going to be there and available for a lot more of the local boats so that uh, there's really been nobody down there uh taking any fish in the evenings when we come in from either overnight trips or two-day trips. And we will be now that we can control it. So that's a great option. No, I can't, I can't tell you how good that is. The people that don't know if it, if they've not been, uh, fishing in San Diego, a lot of the boats will come in, you know, if you go a day and a half, that's fine. You come in in the morning, but if you're on a day trip and, or a two-day trip, and you come in, you get on at night, you come back at night, there's no processors to take your fish and, and do the processing that needs to be done. So if you're going to address that, can, kudos to you, my friend. That is absolutely fabulous because you'll have all the local boats there that do the, that. Uh, uh, well, night. it's going to be a little bit of a project for us. You know, we're going to – I'm not going to promise that we can do it for every boat every time here right out the gate, although that is – that is a plan here for the near future, um, but certainly our boats, it, it's going to be available all the time, whenever, and uh, going to try to have it available for everyone as soon as we can. We just uh, want to make sure that we've got the capacity to service everyone. Well, once you work out the bugs, I don't care how you cut it, that's a great uh, opportunity for the, the guys that go fishing, and, and especially the guys on your boat that come back in the evening, you have that opportunity. That's super. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a great service that we're going to be able to offer our passengers. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Well, I know Stan, Wendy, and I, have we have uh, used Five Star many times. Oh, on, you bet. Uh, on the trips that we've been on. And I've got to tell you, we have always been happy with the uh, service that they've uh, uh, given us and uh, bending over backwards to uh, to handle our fish or even at times when we knew we were going to come in at an odd time, if uh, we let them know ahead of time that we were going to uh, uh, be coming in and that uh, we'd advertise the fact that there were, you know, guys on the boat that would be holding fish 
uh, for them. Uh, uh, you know, they worked out well, and, and the quality of the product, you know, second to none. So I, I don't see any reason why you guys are going to let up on that at all, and, and now you're going to even improve on it. Well, we're hoping. Well, like I said, the, the main thing is that we just want to have it available for our passengers all the time, whenever, not just that they would try as much as they could, the, the guys there now, but, you know, it's pretty much all the processors down there, they were really tied in with a long-range fleet, and that was really came first. True. They had to make sure that's who was serviced first, but obviously we've got a very vested interest in making sure the local boats are, are served well also. So that's uh, that's what we're gonna be doing. Well, Marcus, are are you uh, asking Santa for uh, a new set of fillet knives for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've got a few already. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, uh, Marcus. Just give us some hints uh, when uh, fishermen do want to keep their catch for uh, the processor. Uh, from the time they get on the boat to the uh, time they get off, uh, you know, what is the procedure that they should uh, follow? Uh, you know, honestly, we haven't quite worked out all the bugs quite yet. But as far as taking care of your fish, I'm not sure how it's going to be on, on every boat, but on my boat, if there's not going to be much of an issue. We, we take really good care of every fish that comes on the boat. We bleed them all if they're of decent size. We gill and gut them all and get them down in the holes right away. And uh, if you want a processor to pick them up, just let me or one of my crew know and we'll make sure that they're there for you. That, that, that'll be it. You know, also, uh, you want to let our listeners know, and they probably know very well that, you know, in the past, uh, the crew... Uh, you know, part of their compensation is, uh, you know, the cleaning fees. So make sure even if you are going to be bringing your fish over to the processor that still the crew is taken care of when it comes to handling your fish. You bet. When you get your fish back, they are going to be in pristine condition, and that doesn't quite happen by accident, does it, Marcus? No, not at all. It takes a lot of work, a lot. And uh, especially with these bigger ones, but, you know, like I said, we've been all these bigger blues and we gill and gut them all um, right on the spot. We bleed them out, gill and gut them five minutes later, get them down there. Makes a massive but see, difference. that's your long-range experience coming into play right there. Not all the boats gill and gut their fish and, uh, and, or, or take the time to do that. That's an important factor. Uh, especially to keep your fish the best that you can get them uh, when you get well, back to the dock. Well, anything over about 50 pounds, it just doesn't cool down very fast otherwise. You know, the bluefin tuna are warm-blooded fish. And yep. A big one, if it's been a, a decent battle, it might be, you know, almost 90-degree core temperature. Yep. It, it's, you know, a real big one. It's it's a long way for that heat to come out. And if you don't open that, that belly cavity up and get all the heat out of there and get it to where the the uh, refrigerated seawater can get in there and cool it down. It just doesn't cool down fast enough. It, it's uh, it's night and day, the difference when you fly them afterwards. Right. Yep. Uh, Marcus, uh, we also want to let people know, and uh, I'm assuming this is the case at Five Star, 
is still operating as normal because you bring you're still bringing in bluefin tuna and they still have to be processed. So I'm going no, to imagine. Yeah, they're still operating as normal. In fact, uh, Drew and I just met with Sarah here yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday, and uh, we're just trying to figure out how we can make the transition as, as seamless as possible. She's going to help us out, I think, for at least the first couple of months, so we can make sure that uh, that, that everyone's taken care of and we don't do anything stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, it's we're gonna keep it. uh, I think uh, right after the first year, in between some bolts, it might get shut down for a couple days. But we're gonna make sure it happens while no one's uh, no one's coming in. So to anybody, it's gonna be virtually unnoticeable. Well, for the most part, it's mostly. At that juncture, at that point in time, it's all mostly long-range boats are out for two weeks out of whack anyhow. So uh, that's a good exactly. time to do that. Right. All right. Hey, Marcus, uh, if people want to uh, keep in contact with uh, New Loan uh, Sports Fishing, uh, find out uh, what the 2017 schedule is, uh, contact you with any questions, or even better yet, book a charter with you, find out what's happening there. How's the best way to go about doing it? You know, the best way is just to do it right through the landing. Check out the, I've got my schedule up all the time on the, on the sport fishing website. That's the easiest way to get to it. Uh, and uh, you can book charters with them all the time. I've, uh, or they've got my number too, but that's uh, the first way to, is to check with them. And that number is 619-223-1627 or just uh, pointlamasportfishing.com. By far the easiest. All right, sir. Well, Marcus, we appreciate you being with us to let us know a little bit about what's happening with our local fishing, to clue us in on the new Loan, and then also about the uh, the new venture that uh, you and your partners are taking and taking over five star press uh, processing. We we wish you, Justin and uh, Drew, the the best of luck. We know there's going to be. Uh, uh, no slip in service at all because Five Star has always been a great operation in servicing the fishermen at, at Point Loma and H&M Landing, and uh, uh, we see we look forward to continuing that. And I hope that Stan, Wendy, and I, we have a lot of fish to bring with you in the coming year. So good luck <laughs> to you, sir. Sounds good. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. All, all right. right, Marcus. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus. Hey. All right. See you, Wendy. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Hey, that was uh, the Mar- uh, Captain Marcus uh, Medak from uh, uh, the New Land Sports Fishing. Hey, we're hey, going to take a break right now, but coming up next, John Campbell coming up to tell us with some of the latest things that he's getting into, including the 2017 Yellowtail Derby and the Parade of Lights coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Captain 
Chris Rando from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, we do indeed want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Jay, just a couple announcements to make. Uh, Number one, uh, we want to congratulate Captain Chris Randall and the Chief for getting back on the water. Uh, Their first trip was with... uh, um, uh, Western Outdoor News, they took a group of fishermen down to Colinette, and even though they were bounced around a little bit by the Santa Ana winds, uh, uh, they had the opportunity to limit out on rockfish. They had a great trip. So the initial trip of the chief is, um, uh, you know, was successful. If you need to find out more about the trip or you want to get on board for some of the great rock fishing they're going to be uh, doing uh, this year, get a hold of them at 619-222-1144 at H&M Landing. And we're going to be trying to get a Rod and Reel radio trip together on the Chief and uh, get going before, uh, the, um, uh, before March. 
And also just one more note before we go to John Campbell. The Anglers Arsenal swap meet that was originally uh, scheduled for November 26th but was canceled because of the rain is now rescheduled for December 10th. It's at the Anglers Arsenal facility in La Mesa. If you want to come as a seller, you can do so at 6 o'clock. Buyers are going to be let in at 7.30. There's going to be great specials throughout the show. So that's this Saturday, December 10th, at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa. If you need more information, just go to Ron Real Radio on Facebook and or contact Angler's Arsenal at 619-466-8355. Hey, uh, Jorge, do we have John Campbell with us? John, are you with us? No, no, John. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened to John? All right. Uh, well, well you know, that makes that, – that, that's a little tough. But i got to tell the people, you know, that are out there that are still looking for this bluefin that's out there off on the Tanner Banks, uh, it's been a little windy for the private boaters, which is good for the guys that can go out still and book a trip on one of the boats that's still going out there, like Marcus was talking about, um, there's, you still got a chance to catch one of these 100-pound-plus bluefin or two of them because that's your limit. Um, just make sure you've got the right gear. I, I talked to a guy, that, that uh, Steve Pike, long-time uh, bass professional. He's fished for years against us, uh, came out from Nevada and got his personal best as a 105-pounder was on it for two and a half hours, which is way too long with a single-speed old reel. Uh, it oh, just happened bummer. to anyone. And, and, uh, but if you're going to go, take, take the heavier weight. On these drifts where you've got wind, you know, take that 16-ounce weight or 10-ounce weight or 12-ounce weight with you. Get to the bottom first. Uh, get a long dropper loop on it. The fish will be below it. Don't worry about that. And... Uh, and you can make a difference if you've got the squid. That that fish out there is still biting pretty good. The guys that that have learned probably how to catch it the best because they drift a little faster than the big boats are the guys in the private boats, and they have to use a bigger weight to get down there faster. I know Matt Newman from Irod. He's one of the guys that goes out there. He's vehement on catching these things. He just can't get enough of them. But that's been the trick to get it down there quick with a bigger weight and. Uh, and reel it up a couple of uh, wines and just hold on for dear life. If you're there in the morning, that's one of the best-kept secrets. Well, and another thing is, is what I'm seeing, because I've been out there to go after those guys and I've hooked up my fair share, is guys are coming out there under gun. They're using 50 and 60 pounds. Use 100 pounds. They're biting in the daylight, uh, heavy line. I'm using 100 pounds when I go out there. I'm using um, and a 5.0 Mutu. Yeah, uh, great, perfect time. You know, when we were playing with that stuff, I was using 80 and 100 pound myself. I even in the leader that I was using was okay. was 120 pounds. So they're not that shy. You can All get right. them to go. Get them on the boat. Hey guys, good information always. Uh, but we finally got our contact with John Campbell. So let me introduce John Campbell, the director of the 2017. Yellowtail Derby, and why are we talking about the Yellowtail Derby in December? Because it's going to be here before we know it, and you may want to know about it because there's an early entry that you can take advantage of. John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> Sorry to have you on hold or wherever it was that you were, you've been for the past 20 minutes. Lost I've in the box. I've been patient. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, 2017 is not that far away. We're just like a little over four months. Man, so it is. But, you know, people, some... people can sign up for the Derby and they can uh, uh, get a premium for doing that. How do they go about doing that, John? Well, they can do it online. Uh, it's uh, it's right now. It's a uh, forty-five instead of eighty dollars. It's forty-five dollars, and uh, got a special junior. Uh, we're trying to get more kids involved. I've already got about eighteen kids signed up, but uh, the junior special instead of twenty dollars for junior, it's ten dollars. This is all good through January thirty-first. So uh, you can go online and do that, or you can uh, call me or. Uh, send it into our, uh, uh, our our address at 3960 West Point Lobo Boulevard, Suite H347, or just call me, 619-991-5480. Now, John, what are the uh, uh, the dates now for uh, the 2017 Derby? Uh, good, good you ask that. It's uh, April 29th through June 4th, 37 days, 37 days of fishing, We'll have a, a, a free party, a captain's party, uh, a couple of days before that. Uh, before it opens up, I think it's on a Wednesday or, Wednesday or Thursday. they will got to wait for a bit, uh, uh, Bally High to tell us which state's best. And then uh, we'll have our, our awards at the Bally High on Monday, uh, the 5th of June. So it... Uh, a lot of fun. We've got yellowtail, white sea bass, and halibut, and uh, we'll see how the tuna are running. Last year we added tuna with the help of the uh, the uh, uh, towboat US. We'll see how this uh, goes off. Uh, we had a, we had a great tournament last year. We had 123 anglers. We had lots of awards. We lots of big fish were caught. Uh, uh, yellowtail was a 33 pounder by Dennis uh, Burleson, and had a 54-pound 50, white sea bass and a big halibut, a 225-pound bluefin tuna. Ooh. Well, I was there at the uh, the award ceremony, John, but uh, uh, Della, Dennis was uh, really happy to win that, and he also talk, uh, took home, I don't even want to say a car full of stuff, it almost had to be a truckload of stuff because he couldn't take home all the stuff. He had to have his friends help him. That's right. Because also, he was the winner of the Yellowtail. This is Yellowtail Derby, so the biggest Yellowtail is the one that walks away with the most stuff, which includes his weight and Yellowtail Pale Ale. Now, Dennis isn't that big of big guy or have any fat on him, but he wore <laughs> two uh, weight belts. <laughs> <laughs> And why would he want to do that, John? Well, here's the deal. This is an honorable tournament. You can't cheat. It's IGFA rules. But the only thing you can cheat on is being weighed in to get your weight in yellowtail pale ale. So he can wear big boots with water filled and you know, weight belts and other things. But he walked away with 12 cases. Oh <laughs> so you have to be able to walk to the scale with all that weight? <laughs> yes, you, Wendy, you cannot be assisted. 
you cannot be picked up and put on the scale. You've got to make it to the scale on your own two feet. Wendy, you're going to have to start getting the weight belts now, girl. Yeah. If you're losing weight, it's going to hurt you. Well, you know, uh, John, I know that project for making the scale of Pale L went to the lowest bidder. So tell me, with uh, all that weight on there with uh, Dennis and the uh, the uh, cases of beer, did that uh, test the scale just a little bit? Well, it did. And actually, the Ford bent a bit. So uh, <laughs> next year, it's not going to bend. I'm going to get one of those steel reinforced scales like they use on scaffolding and things. So. All right. Hey, John, be, quickly before we let you go, to one of the annual traditions here in San Diego is the Parade of Lights. And not only is there private boaters, but the sports fishers from the landing get available, uh, anyone that wants to get into it. Just tell us quickly in the couple of minutes that we have uh, sure. about the Parade of Lights. Parade of Lights, this is the 45th annual Parade of Lights, started by the publisher of the Log newspaper, Bill Roberts, 45 years ago. It's going to be on December 11th and 18th. It's still open for entries. The entry is $50, and that includes a dinner for two at Tom Ham's Lighthouse. Really, really good dinner. And you also have a chance, no matter if you have a little few lights, or you don't have to be the biggest, have the biggest lights, or be the winner of the thing. And there's a drawing for every entry that in both nights it finishes for a one-week uh, trip on a cruise ship for two. Wow. So, plus many, many other prizes and things. But it's just a fun deal, and uh, it's a good reason to get out on the water at Christmas time. And the theme this year is the San Diego Zoo. This is the 100th anniversary of the San Diego Zoo. So it's going to be really colorful and we'll see what kind of animals show up. All right, John. Hey, we got to get going, but uh, there's also great viewing from the shoreline starting at Shelter Island. You can view it from Harbor Island, the Embarcadero over at Seaport Village. Uh, they make the round just on uh, uh, this side of the uh, the bridge, and it's a fun time to be had yeah. by one and all. It starts at 5 o'clock on Shelter Island, off Shelter Island, and it'll be over in Coronado, Right around six, between quarter quarter six or so. All right. So, uh, hey John, we gotta place. we gotta get going here because uh, okay. Jorge is about ready to pull the plug. We'll have you on again, so and thanks a lot for being with us. All right, John. Thank you. Hey, Stan and Wendy, that's it, man. We gotta get going. It seems like we ran a little overtime tonight, uh, but thanks a lot for your contribution. We'll be looking forward to having you live with us again next Sunday night here on Rod and Reel Radio. We'll be there. All Good right. Good luck, Wynn. Thanks, Wendy. Hey. hey, on behalf of Jorge, Ben Harvey, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, thank you very much for listening to Ron Real Radio. We'll be back next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540 Ron Real Radio or at uh, 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 com. So till then, good night, everyone. We're out for now. Stay safe. We'll see you on the water. I can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing.